Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage. Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together. Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 38 of Destination Marriage. I'm Jackie. And I'm Tommy. And we are thrilled to have you join us on this journey today. Yes, we are. So in today's episode, we are calling it Silent Killers of a Healthy Sex Life. So we were kind of talking about this topic and we noticed, um, you know, that much of the advice or the discussions kind of regarding around what hurts a married couple's sex life, um, a lot of times are really focused on some of the more obvious issues, things like fighting between spouses, time commitments of family with kids, uh, infidelity, maybe some outward physical issues that are occurring mm-hmm. be- between one or both of the spouses and so on. Um, and we thought we would kind of turn that around and kind of focus on some of those things that maybe, yeah, you know, well, are, are the, silent that right. we just, you, you don't realize that they're having the impact that they're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what makes couples go from hot and heavy to almost, or maybe a non-existent sex life? Um, you know, the dip in the consistency of sex can negatively impact a relationship, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're headed for divorce, but we obviously strongly believe, um, it should urge both individuals to look into kind of the deeper meaning behind the lack of the physical connection. Um, and so, you know, what are we thought around kind of what are those silent what are those silent killers? Indeed. And so I, uh, I have to say you jumped on the first <laughs> idea really quickly. You just, you just blurted it right out. And when you said monotony in daily life as a mood killer, that's a very real thing. I, and I, I, I was a little offended. I was like, my goodness, she just jumped right to that one. She just knew. I'm not saying monotony in the bedroom. I'm saying monotony in daily life. I mean, if you think about it, when things are just the, the same old day in and day out and it feels like you're on a hamster wheel, it kind of, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like in everything, it, your, your energy, your zest yeah, and your libido, I mean, it takes a hit. Well, I mean, it, I think it's, again, it's, it's silent in, in this instance where maybe things don't seem to be maybe there's nothing outwardly that you can pinpoint is going wrong like mm-hmm. time commit with the family and kids like we had mentioned like that's obvious and that could just be hectic and chaotic and you get home and you're tired and by the end of the night like nobody wants to do anything right yeah but yeah that monotony of maybe things are just fine there's no fighting right the kids are great food it's good. Dinner's good you know nothing's gonna you know the dog's not peeing on the carpet like everything's kind of <laughs> seemingly going around but it's like almost like you're eating the same meal every night and yeah. you're sitting down at six o'clock. Like routine's great, but when it's monotony. Yeah. It's it just, almost like it's almost like when we talked about scheduling sex. To me, it's just like, ooh. I don't know. It's like for me, it's the spontaneity. And it, even in the spontaneity of just daily life, things changing up. And I feel like that kind of gives you, I don't know, boost endorphins. For me, that's that makes sense to me. There's a connection there, but I, I do believe that a lot of 
maybe relationships and couples don't recognize it's it's the monotony in their daily life that could potentially be killing their sex life yeah you know it's like a death by a thousand cuts death by a thousand of the same days ouch <laughs> <laughs> that sounds painful right but i mean it's it's i i get it and but i think that's personality mm-hmm. some of its personality traits too okay i think for you that's very very important more so than for me as far as the monotony it that and for me wouldn't have the same impact as regards to libido or sex life. Cause you really thrive on routine too. Yeah. To a degree. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, that, that, but I understand knowing you how well I know you, like yeah. I laugh when I said you brought it up right from the, but I know that I know that about you. I can sense it about you now. Yeah. Like I don't, you don't have to say it. I just kind of feel it. <laughs> or, or don't feel or it. Don't feel it. <laughs> no, but I, but I understand which, where you're coming from. And I think mm-hmm. that probably impacts a lot of people. Maybe they just don't even realize it. It's, yeah. It's a silent killer. It's a killer. silent killer. There you go. So I know you had mentioned this almost as a challenge, um, not necessarily as a challenge because we thought it was something that was negatively impacting our sex life, but mm-hmm. this is definitely something that I think we both agree this can impact individuals that are maybe addicted to their phone before they go to bed or TV. TV. Yeah. Um, especially TV. I feel like people really just get home, eat a meal, and then they lock into whatever their show is and they forget to, let me connect with my spouse. So, um, I mean, how do you, how do you break that habit? You know, it's like, it's a silent killer because it's, it's in this sense, it's not silent, right? It's more of a unknown. You don't realize that it's doing, it's loud. It's in your face. Your phone's in your face. You're, you're sending emails. You're Mm -hmm. on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook, whatever, yeah. right? Or you're just watching that show. Watching you got to watch the show. next episode. Or, yeah. And then maybe the spouse is just sitting right next to you and everything's fine. And then you go by a week or two weeks. And I'm like, wow, wait a minute. We've watched a lot of shows. We've watched a lot of shows and we haven't really connected. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one, you know, there's a lot of science around the TV in the room and TV in bed and social experiments and so on. So I think it should be one of those things you look at and, and just kind of take an honest mm-hmm. kind of assessment of what is your nightly habit look yeah. like? Is it hurting your sex life? I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're not doing it and it's a, you know, once you've connected with your spouse, you're putting your show on. I mean, that's different, <laughs> but <laughs> I think nine times out of 10, it's at post meal, cleaning the kitchen, you lock into your, your TV show or social media and you forget to connect with your husband or wife. Yeah. And it, and it could very well be both parties are watching the same show and like, Oh, let's watch our show. And then all of a sudden and you're asleep on the couch. Right. No, no. I'm saying (laughs) like in bed where we're like, this one would be more of like an in bed. Okay. If it's a silent killer, meaning like both cup, both, you know, it's, there's not other issues. It's just, you're just watching the show and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's morning. Right. Or you're both on your phones. Not like one person sitting there staring, like I'm trying to, I want, I don't, I want to have sex tonight. And you're just like, the other person's just sitting there on the phone, ignoring. That's not what we're kind of saying. We're more of like that. You're both doing this. Yeah. Not realizing. Right. And mm-hmm. so would not having that, having those phones turned off or degree upon like phones go downstairs, you know, mm-hmm. or the TV stays off or doesn't, you know, comes off the wall. Who knows? Comes right? off the wall. It's aggressive. <laughs> it's aggressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> How right? about just take the batteries out of the, uh, the remote? There you go. Yeah. Cause I can. I don't know if I could function. I don't know if I could make my TV function in our room without Without the the remote. remote? Oh yeah. Well, I don't. It actually has one button, and like depending on which angle you push the button, it'll like do volume or channel or whatever. Whatever it wants to do that day. Yeah. (laughs) 
But yeah, no, without the remote. How many times have we looked for that stupid remote and it's yeah. like stuck in between the sheet and the, the, blanket. the blanket and yeah. it's like. Mm. It's pretty frustrating. It can get frustrating. And then we blame each other. You had it last. No. <laughs> <laughs> it does typically end up on your side of the bed though. Whatever. <laughs> so you brought this one up. I think mm-hmm. we both agree on this one pretty, pretty well. I think that, uh, it, I think we careful how we sort of like, I guess, message this, what we mean by it, but mm-hmm. you had said unspoken sexual expectations of their spouse as right. a silent killer. So what did you mean when you kind of said that? Um, well, I think a lot of times, I mean, obviously I can't really understand those thoughts and when it comes to like what a husband would think or a man would think, but I'm saying for women, you know, if you're watching certain things, you may not recognize it, but your expectations may be based off of something that doesn't exist. You know, a lot of times I feel like people or women watch movies and shows and you see that sexual connection and your expectation may be based off of that. And even if you do want that, or you feel like you're yearning for that or something's lacking, if it's not spoken or communicated to your spouse where you feel like something's lacking, um, well, obviously it's unfair because your spouse is in the dark, Mm -hmm. but I also think a lot of times that can happen. I'm sure it's vice versa. I'm sure it happens on the the husband's side as well. There's an expectation on both ends and it can look different, but a lot of times I think it's unspoken because they're afraid there's a fear behind maybe offending the other, or they just don't really know how to communicate that. Yeah. Or maybe they've communicated in the past and Mm -hmm. have been kind of shut down. And so they get spiteful or bitter, but that's kind of, unspoken at that point if they just don't bring it up anymore but it's also sort of you know killing the mood in the sense that they're just kind of like well they just don't want to they, they're being selfish and they don't even care about my my feelings mm-hmm. but at the same time like you said like i'm not a mind reader yeah <laughs> like, I, mean, I mean i can don't know. you know I, if, if there's something very specific right obviously there's you don't have to be a mind reader to kind of learn each other's moods and mm-hmm. and kind of just by body language and and the the snare the the sneers that you give me and the looks with the one eyebrow like, what I know what that means you don't have to say anything I can't even move my eyebrow these days because <laughs> of the Botox. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, what was that one that you were telling me? It was in Parks and Rec, and um, it was Leslie and her husband. And he told her he really liked roller skates. Yeah, and then she had to do like a an all night um, filibuster. Yeah, and he was getting mad because he was gonna not get the, the roller skate birthday like sexual fantasy. He wanted. <laughs> he ended up getting it though, so he's go. He's all good. No, that's not an unspoken mo- I know mood killer not. in our world. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to try it, I'm but not it gonna. I'm not gonna. Show. I'm not gonna say no. I guess, but <laughs> it's not. That's the, certainly not a silent killer in our sex life. Babe. The roller skates, no, <laughs> definitely not. Well, the other thing I I, um, I know we had discussed was hidden insecurities. Yeah, I think this is a big one. Um, this is huge. I think, um, you know, it's no one wants to tell, even if you've been married for years, you know, it's an uncomfortable conversation to say the reason why I haven't been wanting sex is because I'm feeling insecure about X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It could be a number of different things. I would say for women, a lot of times, especially maybe postpartum, um, you're maybe a little insecure about your new body. Um, there could be other insecurities for men. I feel like there's a lot of things that kind of come into play with how you feel your confidence in the bedroom. It doesn't only have to be physical, but I think a lot of times it's a hidden insecurity because no one wants to say, Hey, I'm feeling really insecure about 
whatever mm-hmm. the insecurity may be. And that's what's keeping me from connecting with you, especially because a lot of times your spouse may say, oh, don't worry about that. You know, and maybe they just kind of brush it off and you feel like they're not really understanding where I'm at, the place that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, for men, it's probably a little harder, I would guess, to voice that. I mean, it on average. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody's had insecurities and some are better at expressing them or dealing with them or managing them than others. But for men, especially if it's a sexual insecurity or yeah. something that's in, in damaging the sex life, it's most likely something physical, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that, that makes it a little harder. It's like there's the, there's a macho-ness to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to being the man in the, in the marriage and well, in the bed. Well, just having that confidence, you know, yeah. that confidence. So if that insecurity is damaging that it like kind of doubles down because now it's like oh it's mm-hmm. affecting our our sex life and then i think it kind of then perpetuates itself because the other person if there's not good communication there mm-hmm. now that person has some insecurity why are they not you know why is why are you not wanting pursuing sex there's some other reason. Now I'm insecure. Is it me? Is it this? In reality, it's like the insecurity <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, point. it's like, it's both people are mm-hmm. assuming insecurities and, or, you know, assuming others issues, you know, this is, it's just like this, you know, this snowball, mm-hmm. it's good communication and being kind of vulnerable here is really, I think the, the key word and being not using that as a weapon, but mm-hmm. just being vulnerable and honest. I think the other fear behind actually sharing your insecurity is also, will my spouse then um, maybe not feel as attracted to me? Because, you know, obviously, like you said, you know, for a man, it may be harder for them to to communicate, hey, I'm feeling insecure about if it's something physical or it could be anything else. Um, Part of your attraction to your spouse, obviously, is their confidence. And you've even said like when you're more comfortable in your own skin and your confidence makes you sexy, if I'm feeling insecure, there could be a fear in saying, I feel insecure about whatever it may be that you would maybe not feel as attracted to me or as, you know, vice versa. Yeah. And, and I think that could also go into, it doesn't have to be a physical thing. No, it can it be, it could be something going wrong with uh, a relationship, a work, mm-hmm. you know, a friendship. And it just makes you feel you're feeling bad and insecure about you as a, as a friend. And mm-hmm. that could impact things too. Right. Or, I mean, I'm only speaking for myself mm-hmm. as a man, you know, if, if, I was having job issues and I wasn't performing well at my job. Like that could seep into my insecurity and as a, as a man period. Mm-hmm. Right. And which could seep into the bedroom. So mm-hmm. just, it just could, it just could. I know yeah. you hate that word seep. I really do. I said, you should like... have, if everyone could have seen the look on her face that she just gave me when I said <laughs> the word seep or weeping. I just I hate those terms. It just oozing. Unless you're like in a hospital setting, I feel like outside of that, it should never be used. Any one of those. Okay. No problem. Sorry. <laughs> well, listen, let's not let that seep into our, oh my gosh. our rest of our conversation. Oh my gosh. Um, that's where it's going to be a silent killer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not silent though. It's just, it's just blatantly out it there. Really is. No chance tonight, Tommy. All right. So the next one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we're going to label this, or I'm labeling this, the dad bot effect. And before anybody jumps down my throat and says, well, you don't understand, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about like the whole joke around the dad bot thing, mm-hmm. right? What I'm meaning by that is a couple things. One, 
some dad bods, let's be honest, men, are because we just kind of don't care mm-hmm. physically. We've we've gotten lazy with our with any type of exercise, which often, not always, but often is also a sign of being maybe neglecting other things in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's that can be a real turnoff to your spouse, right? I could see that being a turnoff, right? Yeah. As a, from a man's perspective or from a woman's perspective, if you know, it's it's not just the physical attraction to your husband, but it's more of I think it's a lot of it's more about like that that feeling like they have no ambition, right? They've just like given every, up. they just kind of given up, yeah. you know, maybe going through this like weird midlife crisis, given up, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm not, I am calling it the dad bot effect for a reason. But again, it's not necessarily just the fact that there's this quote dad bod. Mm-hmm. It's more about like the, you know, if, if a dad bod exists, but the, the man is a hard worker, is providing, loves his wife, dotes on his wife, loves his kids, does everything, you know, is ambitious, everything. I don't, I don't think the issue is going to be there. Right. I don't think the issue will be around his soft loved hand, love handles. Right. Um, if he's doing all of the other things, but, um, Actually, I read an article recently talking about like dad bods are actually making a comeback. Um, <laughs> written by a bunch of 45 year old men. No, I, I don't know actually who it was written by, but it was an article saying that women now are kind of into the dad bod. I look, I can't. Sorry, I'm not buying it. Well, I'm, I'm obviously you don't have a dad bod. So that's I meant to not as an actual thing. That's, no, that, that's what the article is saying, that they physically think like dad bods are in. I don't that's look, stupid. I don't know if it was I supposed to be comical. No, I I'm sure it was. I to it. There, but it was probably like a Cosmo type magazine where they're like, we need an article this month. Dad bods. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. But but really what you mean behind it is is the whole idea or really um, just giving up, you know, throwing your hands up in the air. And I think that is a turnoff. I or mean, maybe, nobody wants- maybe not even I think the bigger thing is not realizing that you've given up like it's one thing if you've actively you're like yeah I just give up and like you're that's a whole different issue I think right that's a psychological that's like you need mm-hmm. some you need to get and 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 do some self-assessment and mm-hmm. possibly have some counseling and figure out what's going on yeah but uh yeah that's different what I mean is like you've given up and it's silently killed your sex life with your wife and all of a sudden you don't even realize why Hey, maybe it's time to look in the mirror and be like, gosh, what is, how does my wife see me now over the last year? Mm -hmm. Have I just physically, emotionally, I'm kind of tying it all together. Like there's a giving up that you don't even realize you've given up, given up, right? Yeah. And then the other component, which is, um, kind of goes along with the dad bot effect, I think is, not I think this is my opinion is really around the, the whole time frame when I'm, when the dad bod tends to kind of start kicking in is, is, is most likely in that late thirties, early forties kind of time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kids are getting older. There's a lot of commitments, the jobs may be getting more stressful mm-hmm. and there are real issues that can come along with that, you know, that it could affect your sex life, um, your testosterone levels, your other hormone levels, your, um, potentially high blood pressure, cholesterol, all these things mm-hmm. could have actual yeah. effects on your ability to have a good sex life, yeah. which then, then turns into, into an insecurity. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling it the dad bot effect, but it's kind of, there's the emotional kind of what you've maybe given up. And then there's really the things that you should probably take a look at and say, wow, yeah. what has happened? Uh, and maybe the wife's noticed, but is kind of scared to say something. It's right. kind of an embarrassing thing to talk about. And it's also an embarrassing thing 
to, you know, just be honest with yourself as a man and be like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, I lost a step, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not 25 anymore. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do all the same stuff I could do before. I just have to learn to, to do yeah, things differently. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we were talking about today at the gym, it's like, yeah, I can get there, but it takes me a lot longer to warm up and then right. like, it's going to hurt more later. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> right. It's yeah. man. Um, anyways, so that's the dad bot effect. Mm-hmm. Now, don't just, don't just come yelling at me. Well, I love my husband's dad bod. Great. Mm-hmm. It's not about just whether you love the belly or not. It's right. about, it's about, I think the, the confidence mm-hmm. and the, the effort, the effort. And then have you, have you given up? Mm-hmm. Be honest with that. Or physically, right? Where are you at? And and be honest with it. Go see the doctor. And there's plenty mm-hmm. of doctors out there right now that are really focused on that men's health mm-hmm. type of, um, you know, that that middle aged hormonal men's health type of uh, mm-hmm. of uh, practice is, right. is there's very so popular, many resources. Right? Yeah, now. there's a lot of resources. There so. really are. Well, the other thing we had talked about, and um, I think this is huge. This can look different for everybody, but is the, it's the emotional connection. And that, if that's lacking, mm-hmm. that will absolutely be there. There will be um, a snowball effect or a domino effect to that, especially for women. You need that emotional connection as a woman for the other things, you sure. know, especially when you have been married for a long time, you need to remember to reconnect with your spouse, still have that connection. It's easy to do that in the beginning. Like I said, when things are hot and heavy, so get back to try to figure out like what we were doing before to keep that spark alive. It you think just that's, be having that's the only thing you'd ha- you could do because what you were doing before was when your life was different, right? So well, maybe- your life was different, but think about the things that make you feel close now. So mm-hmm. I'm saying if it was easy before, so maybe now it will look a little bit different, mm-hmm. but that, that need to have the emotional connection is still there. So it doesn't need to go away. You still need to put an effort into making that connection happen before the physical can happen. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are times where you can go straight to the physical, but I'm saying a lot of it has to also do with the emotional connection. There are times where we get so busy that, um, you know, we sometimes we can feel like oh, we're just like two ships passing, you know, mm-hmm. because we're so incredibly busy with work and other things. And sometimes we feel like, oh, we just, we need to connect again and have that emotional connection because we miss, we feel like, oh my gosh, what's All happening? Right. <laughs> So I'm not going to let you get off that easy with explaining what you mean, because here's why I asked that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, but that's great. And that's great advice. And it's great, relevant to, you know, probably most couples, right? Especially couples that are, like you said, are just crazy busy with all this different stuff. How, what, what I think we should, I would like to kind of really get your, like understand what you mean is Mm -hmm. how, you know, if we said that to people, they're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You need the emotional connection. But if it's, if it's a silent killer, how do you, how do you recognize that it is lacking when both you don't realize that it's causing an issue in your sex life? Mm -hmm. Right. How do you recognize that? Yeah. Like it's, if you're, if you're that connected and you feel when you're not, that's easy, right? Mm -hmm. You just feel it. We feel it. Right. But what about when that's just not there. And it's like both both the couple doesn't realize it's not there. How do you recognize that it's mm-hmm. causing an issue or that it's not there? Um, well, I think like you said, it is, it's easy for us. We recognize it pretty quickly. I don't think everyone, I'm not saying we're perfect at it. We no, just, we just, we are least, sensitive to it. We're sensitive to yeah. it. Right. We, you know, I may not re- react the best way sometimes to that. You may not, but like we both recognize it. Yeah. Right. So we, we're still working on our, our coming back together without like, yeah being accusatory and just more being like, Hey, this is a, this is a problem right now. 
Well, I mean, you can, the, the easiest thing to do is to go play the blame game. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help versus like, we're both realized like there's, we're off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how about if, if folks haven't kind of got that, gotten that far? If they haven't gotten that far. Yeah. Like in their marriage, you know, with kind of really knowing each other. Right. Well, I mean, if they're not sensitive to it, like we are, but we've been married for a while. Um, and again, I don't think this is something that maybe we were sensitive to in the beginning. That's why I'm saying when you're newly married, we weren't, we weren't sensitive to this. We weren't. Um, and so that's why I'm saying it can be a silent killer if they're not sensitive to it. So a lot of times you need to take a step back and really ask the right question. If we're not having sex, okay, if, if the couple is not having that sex and that intimacy in the bedroom, that's why we need to look at these silent killers. But a lot of times, especially if they're very busy and there's other things going on, it's probably the emotional connection that's lacking because you can't, obviously, if you're not spending time together, other things are going around just all around you, whether it's different commitments outside of the home, you name it, other stressors, then the emotional connection is probably going to dissipate or maybe it's just kind of fallen off the radar for some, mm-hmm. some reason. Um, it's going to take one, you know, initially to recognize it, to bring it to the attention to the other. And I think that if you're communicating that to your spouse and saying, look, I really need to reconnect with you. And even if that's just let's just sit and just talk and just reconnect and have a conversation and then it can lead to other things but going immediately into the physical and expecting it to be hot and heavy with the emotional connection lacking i think probably both individuals may feel still at the end of the day like things are lacking or Mm -hmm. something's missing i think the emotional connection needs to be there in order for the sex drive and the intimacy to be exactly where it needs to be. So both people are, mm-hmm. their needs are met. Good answer. <laughs> well, you're, I think you you brought up a good point though. Like, and I was kind of hinting at it. I think you explained it. Like we didn't have that at the beginning or earlier in our marriage where mm-hmm. we both sensed it, but we didn't know how to like express it. We, now we, when we sense it, we kind of know it. And we can look, it's almost like we can look, give each other the look, you know what I mean? Like we know the look or, I mean, we verbally talk about it, but I think in the past there were times where you would be, then you would come at me with a certain accusation about me not meeting your needs. And Mm -hmm. I would come to you with an accusation about me not meeting your needs when the reality is we weren't meeting each other's needs at that moment. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's easy to blame the other because you're looking at it from your perspective i'm looking at it from my perspective and it's it's that come on it's just easier to do that yeah than it is to to just it's you know it's almost without getting too sappy but it's kind of like think of it as it doesn't matter what happens like we're in this together it's the it's our covenant marriage Mm -hmm. so can we just put all that crap aside and just realize that we need to meet each other's needs yeah you know like kind of really what it boils down to yeah i agree but a lot of that also is um emotional maturity right you know so when when we're playing the blame game um that had i feel like a lot of that has to do with just being selfish and immature you know because you have to put yourself aside and Mm -hmm. you know and let's be honest i mean we both still do it to each other at times Mm -hmm. but i think we're much quicker to like "Eh, let's push pause on that let's stop this is stupid (laughs) <laughs> we yeah. know what we want and need from each other. Yeah. You know, so like, not like life's too short, but it's like, yeah, it is like just, this is stupid. 
Yeah. We don't create an issue where there doesn't need to be an issue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, that one's, that one, again, emotional, you know, connects like there's, there, that could go all kinds of directions, right? Like we could go into all different levels of what's happening in the, you know, what's all sorts of psychological or whatever. But I think the, the theme there is like, wow, you don't realize that both, both parties in the marriage don't realize that that emotional lack of emotional connection mm -hmm. is causing that issue in the, in the bedroom. Right. That's more what we're, we're kind of focused on for this topic. Right. <laughs> right. All right. So of the six topics we talked about, mm -hmm. what's most prevalent, do you think? What's most prevalent? Yeah. And I know that's, again, it's a general, general question, but of those six, what do you think is the most, you know, it's going to impact most couples you know what i really or think more it couples is? than others i think it's going to surprise you what my answer is but i actually think it's the tv and the phone and the bed that's an interesting one right i mean i just think it's an easy one for a lot of people to fall into at the end of the day it's mm -hmm. like it's their outlet um i could be wrong but i just kind of feel like nowadays people are so glued to some form of technology at the end of the day and it's their you know it's their way of just kind of unwinding mm -hmm. what do you think I mean, that one's probably most, most relevant in 2021, right? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, they're all there, right? That's why we, we talked about them. I think that, uh, I think, man, it depends. I think hidden insecurities is a big one too. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of times people have insecurities that, that manifest in all kinds of ways and they're because they're insecurities, they tend to not talk about them. Mm -hmm. Right hard to talk about your insecurities that's why they're insecurities right if they weren't difficult to talk about they wouldn't be that big of a deal and they wouldn't make you feel a certain way so i think that's a big one but yeah practically <laughs> the tv and the phone right yeah that's my guess and you know i was actually we should have added like laptop on there too right yeah laptop too <laughs> i actually i read it was a few different articles but honestly i don't know which one is accurate because obviously they're taking polls in different areas different mm -hmm. age groups so last year, a lot of people were affected by just the changes that everyone experienced. Some people actually said that their sex life was thriving. You know, husbands and wives had more time together. Mm -hmm. And other couples said that their sex life was actually negatively impacted. Maybe because they're around each other too much. I don't know. <laughs> Again, don't it's, know. but it could have been, it could have been the monotony. I think it it was could the monotony. have a lot of stress. Stress doesn't help. Right. But that's, mm -hmm. that's not hidden. That's not silent. Like if we're both stressed out beyond belief. Like that is, that's mm -hmm. out there. Like yeah. that's a, you know, but yeah, that's uh man, this stupid pandemic is really, mm -hmm. uh, and I still don't think we've seen the, the end of the, the kind of the impact, the, the impact, not just physically like with related to the, to the coronavirus, but like the impact this is going to have on kids and on mm -hmm. marriages, unfortunately relationships. Yeah. relationships. So don't let silent killers kill your sex life. People, be open about those things that are bothering you or, um, really have good communication about like what's going on. Like we want to, we want to mm -hmm. improve our sex life. What can we do together? What's, what, what's happening that we're not really talking about or we're not noticing or, or even paying attention to yeah. and it's impacting us. Right. I think it's important to just ultimately, like, like you said, mentioned earlier, um, we're in this together. So be open about having that conversation and what your needs are, even if it is insecurities, mm -hmm. you know, you're, your spouse loves you unconditionally. And I think it's best to just 
lay it all out, you know, instead of then if you keep it to yourself, then you don't know where that then takes their mind and then could potentially plant a seed of insecurity in them. Right. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much. We hope it was, uh, you know, opens, open your eyes a little bit about some mm-hmm. of those things maybe you haven't thought about and, uh, enjoy the reverse of silent killers and have a good time. Bye guys. Bye guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews, and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.